0: To Mages and Murder Dads, the best show dedicated to the Baldur's Gate franchise and beyond. I am Cameron and I play Ticklevar, the sorcerer. And I'm Danny.
1: And I play Balthazar,
0: the barbarian. You know, the um, the best show thing up there. I think we started saying that as a joke.
1: Uh, I, there was a time when it was the only show. I bet that's less true now than it used to be. <laughs> You but know, uh, we you still know haven't checked.
0: Like, if you're, well, I still have not checked. I still have not checked for competing shows. So, uh, but uh, you know, if you're not your own biggest fan, who's gonna be? You know,
1: that's a good question. I don't know the answer. I think that the answer is it. It is you,
0: your dream spirit guardian. That's that's the answer.
1: Mm-hmm. What if the prompt instead of uh, you need a guardian, uh, choose one was, uh, mm-hmm. you know. Who's your biggest fan? Make them. Mm-hmm. Make your biggest fan. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is
0: kind of the what well, we're not going to get into that in this episode. But that's kind of what's up. <laughs> Choose your biggest fan. Mm-hmm. That is what the spirit guardian, devil, uh, friend, true love, compatriot, consort, bunk bunk bed friend. But top bunk to your bottom bunk. Mm-hmm. That's what they are. They are your biggest fan.
1: Yes, they are a big part of this game. No, not 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 where we are. Not yet. In, in act one in, in the act- wilderness. It. Uh, I will say they're a big part of this game later. Uh, it, it can actually take an annoyingly long time for them to show up on, on a playthrough these days. I remember in early access, they were like be- popping into your dreams immediately. But it, it takes a little bit now. Yep. Well, what are we doing here? Well, uh, you know, last time we bopped around the beach and the, surra- the surrounding areas and we made a couple of friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, you made way more friends than I did. I've just i made got, so
0: many friends. I made several friends.
1: I've just got a vampire in hanging out in my camp complaining.
0: Now, what do you what's your what's your vibe check on the
1: uh, on the companions in this game? first impressions they're all kind of rude there it's really interesting i remember reading something that larian actually wanted i don't know how how like honest this was but there was something about yeah we wanted to in, like include the evil the quote unquote evil companions first because they're chosen less often but i mm. mean when i'm looking mm-hmm. at the roster here the Corgan problem. <laughs> yes, the Corgan problem. Mm-hmm. But when I'm looking at the roster, it's like most of them are jerks. We got we got. Uh, yeah, they're s- just interpersonally not cool. No, we've got snooty <laughs> vampire elf. Yeah, we've got uh super secretive, paranoid uh, trickstery cleric. Mm-hmm. We've got. We don't even know what God she worships. Yeah, it's a it's a secret. She
0: won't even tell.
1: No. And, you know, I know. I know because
0: I'm an enfranchised player.
1: Yeah. Well, it it turns out if you just make your lore roll by looking at the symbol on her chest. But, you know,
0: it is like wearing like a big stop sign and being like, you don't know what I'm about. (laughs) You know, like like if you're in the realms, the iconicity of the gods are pretty important because they're real. Yeah. If you like, if you're shit talking Joaquin, Joaquin can just show up. Mm-hmm. You know, you it, it it behooves everyone to know at least passing glance, right? In the same way that you know, like red means stop, green means go. Yeah, you know what I mean. School school bus school zone. But could you, you know? imagine the uh, children playing sign means children might be running across the road. You know, the these foolishness, things
1: the foolishness of living in a world where uh, where Jesus Christ regularly intervenes and then like looking at, uh, you know, some, some person that you just met wearing a giant crucifix around their neck and be like, well, I'm an atheist. I don't know what that means. You tell me, you tell me, you tell me, uh, you know, or, and, and I mean, this is the actual application. Jesus Christ actually rolling around, doing stuff in the world, performing miracles. You're meeting somebody, uh, with a, with a giant crucifix around their neck and, uh, you ask them, oh, well, well, what's your religion? They say, I- I'm not telling you. <laughs> it's a secret. It's a secret.
0: The whole deal is that I can't tell. <laughs> Which, that, that you know, that's getting klaxons blaring. Yep. In Ticklevar's old noodle going, all right, who's, you know...
1: It's this a limited Beshaba roster. Over here, it's who's a this? limited roster in the Forgotten mm-hmm. Realms when one of their, uh, you know, clerics is mm-hmm. not willing to divulge what their religion mm-hmm. is. You're, yeah, you're really old it down. Kids. No. <laughs> you know what I mean? It ain't Ogma. That's not Tempest's deal.
0: No, <laughs> no, that's not Tempest's deal. Tempest's deal is yelling out his name. Yeah. I don't oh. think is there a cleric of Tempest in this game. I don't think there is. Uh, me, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna start role playing Ticklevar as the cleric of
1: Tempest. It is interesting. uh You, um mm-hmm. if you make a cleric, and yep. obviously it's not the origin character, you get, a, you get a pretty wide variety of deities you can mm-hmm. choose from. But they did eliminate a couple of evil ones from. Like who? Bane? Can you uh, be a Baneite priest? Uh, you can't be ball. <laughs> you can't worship ball. <laughs> well he he is he's dead. Yeah. He's dead. He's like never his whole coming deal. back. Definitely not gonna be in this game. No. Oh no.
0: no. <laughs> There's definitely not stuff in this very episode about it. <laughs> <laughs> Preposterous. Um, but, but yeah, what are we doing? So anyway, so we got so we were uh, sorry, I interrupted you. So we no, got we got Hysterian, we got, we got um, haughty
1: alien woman.
0: Yeah, an alien who just like ruthlessly shit talks you anytime you don't understand something.
1: Yeah, they are the most speciest race you could ever meet. Like they, they yes. truly are like Yankee supremacists, you know, to a one. Oh, yeah, one
0: hundo. Mm-hmm. That is their thing. Um, and they,
1: and their whole deal, so they're
0: Yankee supremacists like top to bottom, right? Yep. With the additional thing of being like, well, at one point, the Illithids were a big deal and everyone shit-talked the Githyanki for millennia, but now that the Illithid are coming back, who's everyone begging? Yeah, You know what I mean? They got that kind of thing going.
1: Their entire uh, kind of species narrative is you know we have to be super strong because we were once enthralled to the to the illithids and only we were capable of like wrecking their stuff and we like mm-hmm. we you know they're they're under control because we exist we hunt them now can I ask you a question about the githyanki
0: they this won't matter until later but it's a it's a question I want to ask you now okay
1: they're born from eggs apparently why do they have breasts that's a really good question. Um, did the dragonborn have breasts in this game? I don't think so. Right? Um
0: I'm gonna I'm now I'm gonna risk uh psychic damage here by googling Baldur's Gate three dragonborn breasts. You know Nexus mods is the first result, right? They apparently don't. They don't okay, people are complaining yeah. about it. Uh Nexus mods, oh yeah. Nexus Mods has got a female dragonborn body improvements, but um, I can't I'm not logged in, so they won't let me see it. But no, apparently they don't. Mm-hmm. So there you go.
1: Yeah. So the uh, they true more true to uh, the kind of weird fantasy anatomical stuff. With respect mm-hmm. to Dragonborn, but with Githyanki, yeah, I don't know. it's alien. I don't know.
0: I don't know. I can look it up. I've got the Planescape 5th edition book right here. I'm not going to look it up right now, but in the future, I'll have an answer I'm going to I gotta be but honest.
1: It, I think in a lot of old school illustrations of the Gith, they're just really thin. Like they're, yeah. They're, yeah. They're like almost grayling, like thin creatures. Uh, it's, uh, yeah, the D.
0: art. Mm-hmm. I almost had the opportunity to uh, interview Dator Litzy for this very program mm-hmm. and I pitched it, and the PR email I received in return said, No nah, we're gonna pass. <laughs> yep, so so that hasn't happened yet, but maybe maybe in the future, maybe once we we start putting up numbers on these episodes, they'll they'll loop back around for us yeah us they w-
1: they were clicking around. They found the uh, season of the game that shall not be named. No, right,
0: like, yeah, where you rage quit and they're like, we don't we don't want to be associated.
1: with Yeah, that. where they they just watched 20 minutes of footage where mm-hmm. it was just me like absolutely eviscerating the game and like the entire system and mm-hmm. like the plot. And they were they were watching
0: you get fettles in real time <laughs> <laughs> and they thought we don't want to be associated with that. That's yep. not, that's bad for the brand. But yeah, it's the the, the kind of Ditorlizzi and others sigil planescape art that. That has the gif look in a particular
1: kind of way, Mm -hmm. which they are still quite thin. Um, Mm. We didn't really talk about this in character creation, but like you got You got a choice of like at most, depending on what species you pick, Mm. uh, four options on the body type. There's like, yeah, yeah. Uh, And they're not labeled like masculine and feminine. They're just labeled Mm. like one, two, three, four. Yeah. Um, and like if, if there are four, two will be buff, but about yeah. there, there was like for half orcs, there's two options. Um, mm-hmm. in any case, we, uh, those are the companions we met. We did not meet Gale. Um, yeah. Uh, a wizard who, <laughs> who, <laughs> no, that, that, and that's the thing, right. And this is going to be, uh, maybe a question we talk about as we kind of move through this show. Baldur's Mm -hmm. Gate 3 is a game Mm -hmm. where you can have a very particular experience that excludes a lot of the experiences other players might have. Yeah. If you're only going to play it once, right? Mm Mm-hmm. What? Don't be the darker. Well, yeah, but how do you deal with that? Like, what does that say about the game? Is 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 there a problem here, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I've got a on my bookshelf. I'm looking over. It's like the, the Warlock of Fire Mountain or whatever that fighting fantasy game is. If you mm-hmm. bought that little choose your own adventure book and you read it one time, made yep. you made your choices one time, hey, you're dying in like 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. I, I I would believe, but even if you don't, you know what what is that experience? Is, is that can, do you evaluate it on that on that thing? I don't know. But in, in any case, in both of our playthroughs, Gale is not a character we ever meet. We don't even know the name. I know the name because it's appended to his hand. Apparently, it's like <laughs> ontologically attached to the man's hand. I can look at the hand yeah. and I know Gale's hand.
0: Yeah, someone's whole life can be in their finger. Mm-hmm. I've read a whole book about it.
1: There you go. In any case, those are the people we met. We've recruited them. You've recruited them. Um, and Mm -hmm. we are, as you wander around in order to like get to other parts in the map, there's kind of a bottleneck and, Mm. uh, it's, you know, there's a little cutscene and there's, uh, a cool little set piece that occurs. Um, do you want to, do you want to talk about that?
0: You wander up Mm -hmm. and, uh, these foolhardy adventurers run up to this gate and they go, open the gate. Open it up. Hello. Open that gate right up. And the guys go, I don't know if I can open this gate. I don't know if I should. Like these tieflings, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And they say, ah, there's goblins. Help. Ah. And then the goblins show up. Yeah. So there's like a big fight at the gate of these adventurers trying to get back in. There's a little bit of like, uh uh-oh, should we let them in? Should we not let them in? And then the goblins kind of pin them up against the gate, and you have the
1: option of intervening. Yeah, and it's a big and I guess bite. you could
0: kill the you could kill the adventurers if you wanted to.
1: You could. They start um because the cutscene plays and there's no chance of interaction in the cutscene, the adventurers start with little green circles around them, so they start not hostile and the goblins are actually by default hostile to you. Yeah. So yeah. you you if you did help the goblins, I don't think the goblins would necessarily appreciate it, but who knows? Um there is a supplemental little cinematic here at, at the end of what you just described. And there's a guy on top of the, <laughs> on top of the gates and he like jumps down and he has a little superhero speech he gives and he's got a rapier and he's like, you know, dad gum it y'all. I'm the blade of frontiers. And he skewers a goblin. <laughs> he just murders a goblin and he's a part of the fight too. And he's do casting a bunch of warlock spells. He's casting like, very explicitly warlock stuff. Um, and he is on the your side of the fight, quote unquote. Um, yeah. Yeah, Balthazar begins this fight as I do every time I do a playthrough on top of the hill, which is like the objectively mm-hmm. correct place to begin this fight. Because there yeah, are- there's
0: like a little hill because the, the the thing's in the little valley. in Between yeah. like kind of three hills, one of which you can get on top of, and the other one
1: is the wall itself. So. hmm Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And when the fight begins, you know before the cinematic, there are no goblins on the hill, and after the cinematic, there are two goblins on the hill, so yeah, they just appear, even if you're standing right there right there. um so the moment the battle begins there a goblin materializes next to Balthazar and <laughs> Balthazar. say that five
0: times fast oh the moment? the moment the battle begins the moment the battle begins, the moment the
1: battle begins, the moment the battle begins, a goblin materializes next to Balthazar. <laughs> I like you tried to... Wait, hold on. Is this a
0: barbarian rhyme?
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's come. It's back.
0: It's close. That's close to a barbarian rhyme. Mm -hmm. If you start atop the hill, (laughs) Balthazar will be there still.
1: (laughs) The goblin, he must kill. And the (laughs) goblin, Balthazar does, in fact, kill. Mm -hmm. Uh, And, you know, very... I like this fight. I like the the design. One thing that I find with all of the fights in this game is that the. We played a lot of isometric games. The the arenas are two dimensional areas that have some boundary that you can't walk through. At Mm -hmm. best, they will have like bottlenecks or areas where people can like attack you from range, but you have to like, you know, go around some kind of little maze to get to them. Right. Um, all of these, like almost every fight in this game has verticality and the arena feels very diligently designed and kind of like is a, is as big of a part of the fight as the opponents. Um, hmm. and I just think that this fight is interesting. There are, there's a warg, there's a mm-hmm. they there like a bugbear, I think, um, there are different weapons. We we begin to see that like different weapons are doing different things. So like if you have a big mm-hmm. war club. Era.
0: Bows and arrows shoots arrows.
1: Yeah, but if you have a war club. Th- stabs. Yeah, if you have a war club, even if you miss, you do a couple of damage. Mm-hmm. That's kind of like the big, the big bubbear has one. And we're beginning to also see like the advantage of height if you're doing ranged attacks. So like uh, Zelkor, this like. Tiefling guy up at the top. He blows a big horn, and there's like a, everybody gets temporary HPs. I think his um, name is Zevlor. By Zevlor, way. that's right. Um, Zelcor, Jesus. Zelcor, Zelcor, Power Rangers ass name name of the dude. Zevlor, come on, Zevlor. Get in the realms. I'm in the realms, and he's got a crossbow and he's like shooting people from the very top of the gate, and that's fun. And after the fight, you can. Pop on into the uh, to the Emerald Grove and you see this fellow Aroden mm-hmm. arguing with Zevlor because <laughs> Zevlor. Yeah, he's the let, guy who said, oh, I'm back. Oh, open the gate. That's like Aroden. That, that's Aroden. And, uh, you know, Zevlor is like, how did you? You lured the goblins right here. They're children here, Aroden. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, you can intervene in this conversation. You can take one side or the other. I think Balthazar just stood back. And uh, uh,
0: Ticklebar did what Ticklebar <laughs> always does and said, maybe everyone should learn a little bit here. Yeah. Maybe everyone should calm down a little bit. You know, maybe no one's right. There's two sides to every story. Yeah. And neither one, you, you know, you don't want to
1: lean too hard on one or the other. You need to enter both into a language model. That's and, then right. hit, and then hit enter and see what you get. That's <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. And See what you get. That's right. Uh, and in my game, I think I believe Aroden. Oh, you know what?
0: what did you kill eridan somehow
1: well you know balthazar's a little saucy sometimes
0: (sighs) (sighs) well because uh someone conversing with you might implicitly be them telling you what to do
1: yeah and you know i will say it was more the case that uh zevlor was being told what to do and Mm zevlor you know in eridan's defense zevlor was telling eridan what to do yeah Zevlor You're told die Eridan, outside those walls. <laughs> yes, Zevlor was saying, you know what? Sometimes if goblins and wargs and bugbears are chasing you, you just need to take one for the team, yeah, and and die. Uh, yeah. So that's a heated conversation, and uh, I uh, at some point, Arden gets sat, sassy at me for you know having my input. Uh, so I just punch him right in the face. Damn. Yeah, just walloped him. Um, and Zevlor was like, man, I guess that's one way to end the conversation. So Zevlor thinks that Balthazar is like on Zevlor's side, but Balthazar really doesn't care. And Aroden and his buddies are just like, man, I'm done with this place. This sucks. And hits hits the road. Wow. Yep. But Zevlor. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Aroden's just out of there. Um. Zevlor kind of can give you the lay of the land here uh, as far as gives you the elevator pitch of what the Grove is dealing with. Mm-hmm. Zevlor is a tiefling. In 5th edition, tieflings, and like in D&D, tieflings oh God, are like... Here he goes. He's going to
0: start telling us about tieflings in 5th
1: edition. I think you might need to know what tieflings are because they're like... uh they're people with some kind of infernal ancestry, and that's either oh well maybe some long lost relative had you know some devil blood in them, or I you know I think that to be honest like there's also the idea of like an entire population could have made like an infernal deal, but in any case they are they are a marginalized group of people in the forgotten realms. And this mm-hmm. particular group of tieflings are uh, fleeing Elturel after something bad happened. What happened there? The events of
0: Descent into Avernus, mm-hmm. a published DD and d adventure mm-hmm. in which... I believe the mayor of El made a deal with Avernus to submerge the whole town.
1: That's free real into estate.
0: Into Avernus. Yeah. It, look. You got to think like the devil's thing, right? Mm-hmm. Which is like, hey, if you're in the plane of Avernus, right? Like it goes infinitely everywhere, but it's not all full of dudes. Yes. If you want more dudes, you got to bring them for You got to import the dudes. Yep. Now, why did that happen? I don't remember.
1: You know, and Zevlor doesn't tell me that either.
0: (laughs) Now, is that module chock full of Mad Max Fury Road game mechanics? Because within 5th edition, Avernus is ruled by uh, people who are on infernal machines driving around like Mad Max? Yes. (laughs) Does it have vehicular combat rules? Absolutely. Absolutely. Does it have a bunch of weird shit you can do? Just wander around in hell? Sure. Does it? Does that actively push out my memory of why (laughs) Elturel went to hell to begin with? Yes, it does. I don't remember, Mm -hmm. and I'm not. It's right here, but I'm not going to look it up.
1: (laughs) Okay, I I don't care. Anyway, they're fleeing that. Yeah. So this is a group of tiefling refugees fleeing Elturel. You know, everybody's got negative associations with these tieflings. They are they are not like uh, treated well, no matter where they go. They have they're trying to get to Baldur's Gate, but their their trip has been interrupted by the presence of like all these nasties on the road. And it's specifically like gnolls. Mm -hmm. Gnolls have specifically waylaid them and they've taken shelter in the Druid Grove. And there's all of these goblins. There's all these goblins, like, roaming the the countryside. They're all, like, being drawn to this specific area and, you know, nearby. And that isn't even the problem, (laughs) right? The problem Mm -hmm. is their hosts, the people who have, like, taken them in, the Druids... Uh, their leader. Oh, this is interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, hey, did you know that in the year of
0: slaughter, 1090 DR, El Terrell was among the many communities and realms that contributed forces to the alliance against the massive exodus of goblins and orcs that had left the drought-stricken High Moor? They clashed and were all massacred in the infamous Battle of Bones. Did you know that?
1: Now, what's this segment called?
0: It's not a segment, it's just fact.
1: Oh wow! I thought I was in a. Uh, I mean, all all your lack is a, a snappy title and a little sound effect. No, I, okay. I, I don't think we need that. <laughs>
0: okay, um, okay. I
1: think that's like an editing thing I don't want to do. Gotcha. No. Uh, you know, still. Welcome.
0: Hold on. I'm going to read it. It's called the Descent. I okay. was looking for this. Okay. In the year of three ships sailing, fourteen ninety fourteen ninety two. Anyway, fourteen ninety two dr over three
1: ships sailing.
0: Yeah, the year
1: of three ships sailing. The Santa Maria. What the wait, hold on, wait a minute. Yeah. What the hell Could you check your title again? What's what's on the front of that book?
0: Oh yeah, sorry. Okay. <laughs> this is this is uh Columbus's fantasy. There we go. <laughs> no, Krieg coaxed the Grand Duke of older Ravengard of Baldur's Gate to come to El to resolve several disputes that troubled the two cities for some time. After greeting the Baldurian delegation, Krieg escaped Elturel in secret shortly before the companion changed into a black orb that tore the whole of Elturel and its populace from the material plane and spirited it away to Avernus, first of the nine hells, with only a crater left. So it teleported it Mm -hmm. there. It would transpire that to rid it would transpire that. It would transpire that, to rid Elturel of the vampires 50 years before, Krieg had made a deal, not with the god Torm, but with the now archdevil Azerial. I didn't read the previous entry about vampire infestations, apparently. Sure. Sheik provided the companion, in truth an infernal device powered by the imprisoned planetar, but at the, co- that the cost of the whole city and its oath-bound defenders to be claimed after only 50 years with the intent that they should serve as her army in waging the blood. So it's a recruitment campaign. Whoa. Um, it's floating in hell. It's floating around down there. Ba, 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 ba. Eventually, el was returned to its rightful place in the heartlands of Faerun. With the exact- <laughs> While the exact specifics of its return... Uh, are unknown there were ramifications that were felt far and wide many if not all the city's tieflings were exiled from the city thanks to a new wave of misplaced fear and newly formed prejudice
1: so yeah your city gets zapped uh, to hell you're floating around hell and then you come back and you and you're like you know what i i really hate tieflings now
0: yes they're like i've been fighting back to back with all these tieflings for this whole time but the guys i was fighting kind of look like them so get the fuck out that's yeah. basically what happened. Prejudice reigns in the Forgotten Realms.
1: There's a lot of racism in this game.
0: There is. Have you seen that TikTok about that?
1: Yes, you. Yes, I did. I did see. Good that tip, TikTok. It's a good TikTok. There. Yeah. A classic uh, Baldur's Gate or just fantasy ass, like Faerun fantasy ass situation of someone being, you know, racially oppressed, and you being mm-hmm. like, "Whoa, let me intervene." And then these games have this tendency of, uh, you know, of being like they were the baddies (laughs) the whole time. (laughs) Yeah, you thought the goodies were 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 good, but they're actually baddies. Yeah, the baddies were maybe also bad, but it's a
0: maneuver we are familiar with on this very program.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But
0: uh, but yeah, so that's why they're there, and they have taken. Um,
1: Refuge. They've taken refuge in the Emerald Grove, which is a yeah. uh, you know this is a gr- group of druids, Ugh. multiracial. I will say multiracial, multi-species coalition of druids. Yeah, very diverse. I think they're all
0: multi-species, multi. Right? I don't. You said that as if like historically. No. You know what? Maybe the maybe Feldorns whole deal are, were they all elves?
1: I. They're definitely elf. Elf only. Um, mm-hmm. groups of druids but you know that might be mm-hmm. a geographic thing who knows Right. but um, in any case they've, they've taken refuge these are worshippers of Sylvanas and what we find out when we enter is that there was a druid named Halson like the, the, the head druid the head honcho top guy arch druid if you will he was they made uh, a Faldorn card Did you know that for, for magic, a, a magic card, um, for yeah, Dread Damn. Wolf Herald. I'm I'm spilling the lore on Halson, and you're you're looking at uh, right. magic cards. right now. Uh, no, I'm looking at or I'm looking at the official source. Oh, okay, I'm, <laughs> okay. I'm at
0: gatherer.wizards.com. Mm-hmm. Please treat me like an adult. <laughs> uh, Feldorn yeah. was a, a human anyway, so it didn't matter. Gotcha, okay,
1: um. Anyway. Anyway, Halson was the archdruid at the time when these uh, tieflings took refuge here. But he left on a mission and actually Zevlor mentions he accompanied Aridin on that mission. Aridin Mm. did not bring Halson back. Aridin lost the archdruid on on the mission. Look, it's happened to the best of us. It's happened to the best of
0: us. Sometimes (laughs) you take the archdruid. The archdruid says, I can hang, guys. I'm cool. I can (laughs) tell. And you go, archdruid. You can't your whole deal is that you actually can't hang <laughs> whatever we want to do. You're always like, I, is that we're going too far? <laughs> we're not going far enough. You know, like we want to hang out, eat hot dog. You say, no, we got to have chili dog because that's like the balance. Right? It's
1: really hard to be an adventure when at every moment you're looking at an alignment chart and triangulating what the middle option is. Yeah. And you got to be like, oh.
0: like you got to do that mental math on your end, too, to be mm-hmm. like, you got to go to the you're going to the bathroom while he's out there and you're like you're just sitting there looking in the mirror and be like all right so I'm going to I I'm, I'm going to order uh like like a shrimp po boy and he's going to say that's like too weird of a sandwich <laughs> and 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 but like you know the middle between shrimp po boy uh you know it's not peanut butter jelly right that's basic that's all so you got to figure okay what's in between a shrimp po boy and It's analysis paralysis uh, peanut, the adventure. It is. It is. It just ruins the vibe of the adventuring party, and but they. You know what? They
1: they're not fun to talk to. No. And in Halson's absence, uh, a new druid is now in charge. Yeah. Kaga, or according to one other druid, Korga. Is that true? Yeah. There's one druid that pronounces her name Korga. Um, so she has started a um a, a ritual. Like a religious ritual, Sylvanas ritual, that will seal off the grove. And the the idea being, like, locking the tieflings out, and they will be at the mercy of all the baddos outside. And Zevlor is like, look, we want to leave, but we can't leave because of the baddos. We can't stay because of the druids. So, like, already we're kind of like, right when we walk in the gate, we're given, like, the... The 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 territory, the texture of this area. And I think and this is something I'm going to talk a lot about with respect to Act One. This is a Act One is a very Gygaxian act. There is an ecology to this area that is independent of the player. And I don't know how you interact with this, but I do interact with like the central question of the Emerald Grove and like what's going on there. As a player, you do not have to. You you can leave Act 1 and continue the game and complete the game and not interact with the Grove and this problem. Um, but yeah, the Grove is and it has an ecology. There are different groups of people with different interests and you're it's, it's you know, it's about how you're navigating that, which feels very old school, like, you know, Old school D anD D module in a lot of ways to me, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, a classic
0: two factioner.
1: Yeah, classic two factioner with a side of oh, but and we're we both don't like these goblins. Yeah, um, so you can interact. You go around here, you know. Do you, who, who, so who's some like before you? Do you do you end up talking to this this new arch druid Korga? Korga, Korga. Yeah, I talk to everybody
0: in the. The and then Emerald will it's grove
1: yeah so we get uh
0: if you, if you to what what's 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 her assistant's name rick <laughs> he's the guy <laughs> he's
1: the guy that calls calls her corga oh is he yeah like he what is be... his name it's not rick but it's something like that right yeah so it's in the inner sanctum it is uh oh let me get
0: let me get on uh sorcerers.net give me mm-hmm. a second it's not here.
1: Wrath.
0: R A T H. Yeah, there we go. So I'm talking to him and uh so I first things first, I'm like walking around and there's like dudes to talk to. You can you can talk to Aaron. He's like a halfling trader. Mm-hmm. Guess that's where I got my uh gloves of snatching arrows out of the air. That's mm-hmm. what you told me. Um, you can go talk to Aroden again, and he'll be like, ah, oh, well, he was looking for something in there. Oh, we well, he was looking for uh, a treasure. You can go get the treasure. Go find the druid. So there's some of that stuff going on, right? Mm-hmm. We'll talk about that later on. You can go all around. But if you go try to talk to the lead druid to see what the hell's going on, who is Col- Colga right now, mm-hmm. you get down to the bottom, and there's some tieflings getting menaced. Some druids, there's some civil unrest happening. There is, and they're like, Get my kid back. There's a lot of kid talk, and mm-hmm. then one of the druids is like, Oh, you know, the tiefling steps forward, and one of the druids turns into a
1: bear. Yeah, the ultimate mean mug for a druid to do. Yeah, you can't mean mug harder than mm-hmm. turn into a bear, maybe turn into like a giant eagle. There are definitely, you know, there's it's on the spectrum, like, yeah, of mean mug animals. Well, you can't go too far.
0: Because you are not a druid anymore. They they can't turn into a dragon, for example. Mm-hmm. That's too far. Mm-hmm. It's got it has to be. Uh, you know that's actually why the uh, D and movie rules update that allowed druids to turn into owlbears bears is is like fundamentally wrong.
1: Yeah, that the tails wagging the dog now that we now have like. Intellectual property adaptations of film, like no, I don't animals. care about that.
0: We're already there's like Transformers and shit in D anD. I don't care. <laughs> That's not what I care about. Mm-hmm. Uh, the no the 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 problem there is that Al bears are too interesting. <laughs> ah, the most interesting thing a druid can be is a bear.
1: Yeah, or like dinosaurs, I guess. Like I not in this game.
0: No, you can't turn to a T-Rex a and start biting dude's asses off or whatever you got to do. That's not it. anyway. So he does that and you walk up. You're like, hey, what's the deal? And they're like, you can go by. Yeah, basically,
1: <laughs> <You're-> <laughs> I think that the 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 plot rationale for them being OK with. They're you like, you're the protagonist. It, That's cool. Is that you uh, aided in like it's it's almost as if they've oh, conceived right. of the fact that you personally repelled the goblins. But I mean, I was in that fight. The just two tieflings on top of the gate would have done it right
0: yeah <laughs> you know well, otherwise the gate wouldn't work correct. <laughs> correct you know if you can't if you can't do that then anyway but uh they uh they let you in and you go talk to Kaga and you find her menacing a child
1: yeah, so we find out that you know from what she's saying she's got her little familiar her little animal familiar which is a snake and she's like, uh, boy, ver- how do you better ver- not you better not, you better not you better not. You better not Tick off my snake. I I can tell. I know this snake. This snake's my my friend and boy howdy. He's ready to bite you. (laughs) He's he's totally ready to bite you. Um, He's going to bite you, kid. And This kid's like 11. Yeah. So who is the first person that told anybody what to do in this situation? And... From Balthazar's perspective, that's that's Kaga. Right.
0: No, I wonder how far back does Balthazar go? It's literally like, his like, perception
1: because like, he's a would Balthazar have to kill here.
0: Ao at some point, like <laughs> tracing it far enough back?
1: No, because if a tree okay. falls in the forest and Balthazar yeah. didn't see it, the tree doesn't exist. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Um. So yeah, uh, Balthazar like basically intimidates kaga into Mm -hmm. letting the kid go okay uh and kaga is like man you know i don't i don't like this stuff these she calls them parasites like these oh yeah she's not cool um and you know i think that balthazar at some point like what do you think the druid
0: grove uh version of parasite of the film parasite would be oh like a little tiefling who just lives in the druid's grove for eternity grows so, like, old there
1: obviously we there i don't i didn't see any bathrooms in the druid's oh no grove. you
0: just do it wherever you want when you're well that's around. the
1: thing is like druids get to shapeshift into a fly and then make a <laughs> tiny poop <laughs> and they all like coordinate do you think that's what happens of course, that's the logical thing to do.
0: I don't think that's what they do here. Can, can I give you? Can I give you a flip side here? Yeah, I think that druids shape shift into like a cow, and then they all put it in like a big compost bin ah uh. for their fruits and vegetables. Mm-hmm. I think they want to maximize the defecation in the <laughs> druid grove, not minimize. Especially if you're going to close out for the outside world, what are you going to do?
1: Yeah, and I mean. I, in the, in the magic of shape shifting, I imagine because you know the whole problem with like human poop is there's weird mm-hmm. stuff that lives in human poop that is especially bad for us. Yeah. Um, and perhaps in the shape shifting uh, process, the gut flora,
0: as it yeah. were, like the
1: gut gut creatures, also yeah. get shape shifted into different stuff. Oh, you think? Huh. Yeah. Could you shape shift into gut flora? <laughs> well, what happens to your own gut flora then? That's what I'm asking. Yeah, I, I think you've got to. Do you shape think shift. maybe
0: do you think that maybe there's like a like a nesting doll druid scenario going in where I like Cog the, is full of other druids who that are,
1: is the irreducible fact of shapeshifting is mm-hmm. you must shape shift into something that also has gut flora. Got it.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's how uh, they got the uh, the. What do you call it in? The owlbear's in. They got gut flora. Mm, so. Yeah. Big bang. Can't shape, can't shape shift into an ooze. It was, was literally
1: only one line they had to add to the monster manual of, OPS oh, P.S. Owlbear's got gut flora. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's all they have to do. So Balthazar in conversations these days often gets uh, the opportunity to say some pretty, pretty cruel things.
0: Yeah, in terms of conversations in this game, you kind of get, like, good guy, neutral guy, bad guy, wild card. Wild card. You know what I mean? Like, in terms of your four dialogue options. Mm-hmm.
1: It's not a wordy game. No. And there isn't that many opportunities in this conversation to get, like, too weird. Mm-hmm. Um, But there is this... uh. I, I do call her like, man, you're you're seriously messed up for like threatening a kid. Right. Mm-hmm. Like it, yeah. it, it obviously shows something super weak about you. But she immediately, um, you know, kind of like asks me to help. She's like, look, if you like these tieflings so much, like this is the decision you've made. Why if don't you, you marry him? Yeah. If you if you like these tieflings so much, how about you? How about you help them? How about you like get them the heck out of here and the way you can get the heck out get them the heck out of here is solving this goblin problem. If you solve the Mm. goblin problem, they're going to be able to leave. We get to close the grove. Everybody wins. Huh? So that is kind of the quest that she offers. How does this go for you?
0: I uh, persuaded her to stop doing that and then I started rooting and tooting all around. Mm. Because she said, yeah, we got a goblin problem. Figure that out. I said, all right, whatever. You know, I didn't think about you, but then I started rooting around in everyone's stuff because he, here's the major difference between a Chikovar playthrough and a Balthazar playthrough. Okay, you ready? Yeah. I got four mouths to feed, man. Mm. Mm-hmm. We need stuff. Yeah. Like, we need armor. We need weapons. We need potions. We need arrows. I need like need five other things. Stuff. Balthazar's mm-hmm. like, yeah, five things. That's yeah. good. We need necklaces. We need <laughs> rings, two each. You know what I mean. We got mm-hmm. all kinds of. We got That's inventory slots rings. to fill. That's ten rings.
1: <laughs> if you're not got the even person, you know, not rings, even
0: Tom Brady has that many. <laughs> he he said confidently. Uh, but anyway, so I you know I'm rooting around a lot. I'm doing way more rooting around than maybe uh, a so a solar player has to. I start rooting around and and co- you can go into Kaga's room and close the door behind you. Mm-hmm. no one knows what you're taking oh yeah robbing everybody and, and I find a little document that's like hey Kaga things are going good meet me at the scary place okay in the in the, in the marshland and so I thought oh, that's something going on there I'm not quite sure what's going on but something's going on there. let's so, put a pin in it yeah yeah we'll talk about that later but that's what's going on here and yeah she gave me some like hey look Get these damn tieflings out of my hair. And the best way to get these damn tieflings out of my hair is to get rid of these damn goblins who are in, in my... What's the opposite of hair? In my toenails. Skin. Toenails. Got these damn goblins in my toenails. Get these damn goblins out of the toenails so the tieflings can move from my hair into the toenails and then leave. Okay, that's what she said. So that's what that's kind of like the quest I've been shunted into. At gotcha. This Knowing that there's something mysterious going on. And by the way, she has been, she has taken up. She's taken charge because halson has gone. Yeah. And I don't know how that happened because no one likes her. No one,
1: uh, Wrath especially in the same room. Wrath who who
0: seems to be the real number
1: two, right? Yeah. Wrath's like the COO. Yeah, yes.
0: He's the CTO. Mm Mm-hmm. He he keeps it you know what I mean? He's he's like looking at the druid server racks. He's like he's like looking at uh like huge amounts of mushrooms that are growing on top of one another and he's yeah. like checking them off, you know? He's doing that
1: stuff. Well, you do get the impression that this whole enterprise is gone without wrath is like just fundamentally oh, yeah. does not work. Yeah. Oh yeah. Without wrath, uh it's going down the tubes for yeah. sure. Um so that's interesting. I immediately after talking to, to Kaga, I head and talk to Zevlor because mm-hmm. she told me, "Hey, talk to him." Mm-hmm. And I'm chatting with him, and I'm just kind of—it's so a lot of the same information I've already, you know, heard. But I just ask him straight up. I'm like, "Hey, seems like Kaga's the problem. Seems like she took over and everything got bad." And well, why don't you just kill her? I just—I just, I just asked the question. <laughs> We're all thinking it. Uh huh. Are, are, are we? I don't know. Maybe maybe that's just Balthazar, but we're all thinking it. Um, and Zevlor's like, oh man, that's a that's a low thought, but I've thought of it, I've considered it, but man, there's all these druids here, and they're all high, <laughs> they're all high level spellcasters, and we're a bunch, and you know, Zevlor, I can tell he's got like a crossbow, he's like a, a military man of some sort. Oh, he's
0: a, he's got a soldier background for sure,
1: definitely. In um, character
0: creation, he got soldier.
1: Yeah, no question. And uh, but he's. He's definitely concerned about uh, about the, you know, an attempt on Kaga's life. What does that do to mm-hmm. uh, to the grove? So he says, we, "I really, what you need to do is you need to, you know, there are a lot of goblins, but goblins usually have leaders. And I bet if you took out the leaders, you would solve this problem for us. The goblins would disperse. We'd be able to get the heck out of here. And uh, he also throws in, you know, hey. Halson's out there. Maybe if Halson came back, maybe it would be kind of the, the end of uh, Robin Hood when the Good King came back and the Bad King yeah. went away. Yeah, Halson's not on the Crusades though. We're gonna find out where Halson's is.
0: Uh, he might be. We don't
1: know. It's, it's it's a it's a big question. I um do a couple other pretty important chats here in the. Uh, in the grove. You know, I talked to the parents of the poor kid Arabella that was uh being mm-hmm. menaced by that snake. She gives me Arabella a and- was going to get murdered. Oh, a hundred percent.
0: Like straight up turned to dust by a magic snake. As presented to us. You know what I mean? Yeah. And she's downplaying it. She's like, it's I'm cool. Don't worry about it.
1: She is. I will say for a metagamey reason. Mm-hmm. One of the reasons why I played the confrontation with Kaga the way I did, yeah, is I know that there's a there's a there's a little secret that you can miss in the Emerald Grove. What's the secret? Uh, and, and it involves some kids, All the these, thief kids, these kids, and if you do right by them, you can go to their hideout. Yep. Thank you. And Arabella is one of them, mm-hmm. and there's another kid down in the cove that like a, a level later. I need to level up once in order to do it. But while we're here, I'll talk about it. There's a bunch of harpies. <laughs> in, in he's the, down there. He's like standing in the
0: thing. He's just chilling out. And he's like, you hear all that music. That music. like, so what are you warm. talking about? Oh, it's, and just you get,
1: a, it's just a bit of water, sir. It's not. He
0: can a... trick your ass. This is some like great Larian stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Because he'll be like, listen to it. And if you will listen to it. <laughs> You're fucking tricked, bro. You now you're enchanted. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Never click. Listen to the music. Mm-hmm. I like that. I thought that was fun.
1: It was good. Um, but the first time I attempted this, it did not work. And I had to like come back when I leveled up. Um, mm. But uh, that's a that's a fun little fight. But if you save him and you save Arabella, you are, you know, he does you song, and he's like, hey, you know, this is the password Uh, To the hideout. And there's like a little hole you can crawl into. Then another little tiefling kid's down there. And you can meet Maul. Mm -hmm. And she gives me another way to fix this problem. Like, you know, maybe it's not about uh, Kaga. Maybe it's not about the goblins. Maybe if we just steal the idol of Sylvanas. That is like the centerpiece of the ritual to close the grove. How about we steal that? And we kill two birds with one stone. One this ritual stops. They can't see. I was not offered off this. By oh, the way.
0: really? No, I talked to this kid and she was like, Hey, thanks for saving that guy. Um, we're trying to get to Baldur's gate. We're going to do all kinds of cool shit when we get there. And then I could give her some money to help out. I gave her like a uh, 50 gold or something.
1: Oh, that's right? a, so I was they, they didn't talk to me about shit else. Oh, it did, and you did save Arabella and you did save the mm-hmm. kid and you would talk yeah. to Arabella and like resolved her quest. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. I don't know. There might have been. Oh, there were a couple of other kids you could interact with. I might with. have.
0: I might have only talked to Arabella's
1: parents. Ah, uh, yeah. That might have been the issue. Mm hmm. Huh. But yeah, so you the, you can miss this quest. Uh, she will give you the quest to steal the idol, and that will s- solve the problem. And also, she offers to split the proceeds when she inevitably sells the idol in Baldur's Gate. Ooh. She plans on selling it.
0: Yeah, so there's a big idol to Sylvanas in the middle of the drawer. It's the thing they're they're uh, praying to mm-hmm. it, to make the bad thing happen.
1: Yeah. Hmm. So that's an that's kind of another angle, and we have yet another little angle here. Did you meet Saza? What do they look like? Names Saza. are no good here. Saza is a little goblin in a cage.
0: Oh, you know, I didn't. I knew about that little goblin. And I didn't go there.
1: Yeah. So Balthazar walks into a, what is obviously a prison. And you can always tell what a prison is in this game uh, because it will have two chests and one of them will say equipment chest and it will be empty because that's where all your stuff ends up if you get arrested oh yeah so there's oh. there's like a cell there and and like a and an equipment chest but there are two tieflings there and one of them is like pointing a crossbow at a, at a little goblin mm-hmm. and you know the goblin's like i dare you <laughs> i dare you bro um you know the goblin says i've got the absolute on my side i don't i'm not afraid of fucking dying what's that what the hell's absolute? We don't know yet. This is kind of the, our first little introduction to that word. Hmm. And uh, you have an opportunity to, like, intervene in a, in a couple of ways. You can, like, put your body in front of the crossbow, uh, mm-hmm. you know, if, if you value innocent life. But, you know, Balthazar just sits there and the tiefling shoots the crossbow and murders Saza. And that is the Ooh. end of Saza. Lord. Um, But... There's like this whole other path not taken where you can break Saza out and Saza will be like, hey, I'll vouch for you. We'll go to the goblin camp.
0: Yeah, but then you got to like escort them
1: out, right? You do. That seems hard. You do. There's actually an achievement for Saza surviving the game because this is not the first time Saza is imperiled. Gotcha. Yep. But in any case, that was another thing you could do. But these are kind of like the setup pieces in terms of like we have presented the game has presented you with a conundrum, with a problem with these two groups of people. There are ways to solve it. Do you go get house? Do you you try to take out the goblins? Do you you, do you try to, like, kill Kaga? Do you do you prevent the ritual? These are all this is the setup. And in this episode, we have laid out what the setup is for. How this thing goes we can chat more but there's like a couple of other little things we can interact with with the grove that are Mm -hmm. not inherently linked i think that one that we should probably talk about or you should probably talk about is uh will that like we saw will we saw this was the guy that like
0: i got bad news on this one too oh Uh, no (laughs) got some bad so i told you i got carlac we'll talk about carlac in a future episode yeah Will and Carlac are at odds with one another. Will is, uh, God, the Blade of the Frontiers. He's like a, he's a regional, he's a folk hero. Actually. He's a folk hero. Like, That's actually like, his background. Yeah, yeah. There's a background in in D and D fifth edition. Uh, we've talked about backgrounds in the previous episode. Um, it's called folk hero, and it's like you did something cool, and people like you, and so like you can build on that, right? I once, uh, one time in a D&D 5th edition game, right when it came out, I played a uh, 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 halfling ranger mm-hmm. who was a folk hero named Randy Banjo, Ooh. who died surfing on his banjo.
1: That's how you want to go out. That's how you go out.
0: Actually, I think he jumped into a planar portal and disappeared forever because <laughs> we never played again. <laughs> but, with,
1: uh, with your banjo or on it. That's how they say. That's right.
0: How do you want to go out? Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, so Will's whole deal is that he is a warlock who has been uh, instructed by his patron, Mizora. Mm-hmm. That's right. I can remember this. People listen to other range touch programs. You'll note that I can remember way more characters for some reason from Baldur's Gate than literally anything else. But yeah. he's been instructed to kill Karlak on the demand of Zerial. We'll talk about Karlak's deal later, but... Uh, I did not recruit Will initially. I kind of ignored him while I was going through this uh, Emerald Grove. I ignored him. I recruited Carlac. I went to my camp. I slept at my camp, which we have not talked about. We'll probably talk about the camp in the next episode. Yeah. I slept there. Will showed up and he was like, hey, I'm here to kill Carlac," And I persuaded him to not do that. And then uh, he said, well, I think I want to join you. And I said, no, nah, I don't think so. <laughs> And he said, are you sure I could hang out? I can, like, really help out. And I said, nah, I think you're too complicated for me. And then he disappeared. He walked off into eternity from my camp. I've never seen him again. Ooh. Now, I don't know what that's going to do the rest of the game. Because there are some Will-specific things. This is partially why I did it. There's some Will-specific stuff that happened in Act 3 that I don't know how they're going to happen without Will. Mm. And maybe they won't. I don't know. Mm-hmm. We're going to find out. So Will is not in my game. Partially the reason I did this is I played my first game with Will. And, and Will fans, if if there are Gale fans, I can simply say, I'm sorry. To Will fans, I'm with you. Here's the deal. I like Will a lot. I think he's really cool. I think he was my favorite character of the companions in the original playthrough that I did. Like by a, uh, by a long shot. I was afraid that if I let Will be in the game, I would play with Will again. And I wanted to experience other stuff. Mm, mm -hmm. So I did this as a form of like self negation as any good druid would Mm -hmm. and banished him from from existence. Did Uh, you know
1: he was truly going to disappear? No. Yeah.
0: I thought he was just going to like go off and do something else. Mm -hmm. Maybe he'll show back up. I actually don't know, but he hasn't showed up yet. So oof okay anyway he's out so um if you care about will sorry he's not here you should play the game yourself alongside us put will in you can
1: learn about what he's up to yeah did you meet a meet a nice lady called auntie ethel nope no didn't meet auntie ethel yeah she's she's like a little vendor she was Mm -hmm. she noticed that i looked ill Uh uh-huh and uh, auntie ethel told me hey Come over to my little little house. She marked it on her map. And hmm. She said, "I help people." Well, that's friendly. And I said, "Noted. That's a that's a great idea." Because in addition to and you know this has been in the background uh, of the game, mm-hmm. but in addition to this problem in the Emerald Grove, the real main quest at this point is you got a bug in your brain. You need to find a way to fix that. Oh, bro, you're you're bug brained. You're bug brained. And I imagine for you, you've probably got some dissenting voices on how best to figure that out, right? We you just prob- don't know yet. You well, know? we don't like know. People, people got ideas, right? So ideas. told
0: me, let's find some more Githyanki. Shadowheart mm-hmm. said, I'm not telling you jack about shit. <laughs> Asterion is currently not in my party. carlack has got other stuff going on. Yeah. As we'll get into later. Mm hmm. So, uh, yeah, I
1: got a lot. I got a lot of voices in the room. I don't have sure. that, but I did meet Nettie. In the Druid Grove. Did you Mm -hmm. meet her? Uh, yes. She is a dwarf druid, and Mm -hmm. you can tell her about your issue and say, hey, you know, you were recommended. I went on ZocDoc. I sorted by, you know, five stars in my area. Yeah. You popped up. I don't know if you specialize in bug brain, but worth a shot. Shoot my shot right now. But if you do, if you do, boy... We've got a great, great opportunity for you. Mm-hmm. Um, as long as you know, are you in network? You know, yeah. <laughs> we got other questions, but uh, she, um, <laughs> it's a really funny conversation because if you are not perfectly transparent with her, she will try to poison you. She will try to like euthanize you.
0: Yeah. So she's like, "Yeah, I'll help you out," and then immediately pulls out like this big badass thorn-looking dagger. Yeah. And I I like I had some persuasion. I was pretty open with her too, you know, I was just having the conversation. And then she's like, All right, well, I won't stab you to death, but uh here's some Wyvern poison. If you think you're gonna turn into an illithid, drink it immediately.
1: She makes she you die. promise.
0: <laughs> she makes you promise, yeah. <laughs> uh
1: the Wyvern poison's dope too. Like it's really strong if you coat it on a, if you put it on a weapon.
0: Never looked at a single coatable item in this game. Dang. It's never come up.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, Balthazar does not have that luxury. Yes. I I'm, 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 sure
0: I'm yeah, right. I'm sure you're like looking for every edge you, you, you can at this point in the game. I'm not having to do
1: that. Sure. Sure. Um, you've got the action economy on your side. Yes. Um, I think that, that, you know, that covers a lot of the stuff we got going on in the Grove. Uh, it's Druids being Druids. When I played this the first time, there was two thoughts came to my mind. The first was. Either one, either it is the case that Larian religiously listens to Mages and Murder Dads.
0: Yeah, I think that's you can stop here. Sure. Or two. I don't know what this other fake reality that you're about to put in here is, but yeah, I'm pretty sure it's the former.
1: The other the only other alternative is we have just so perfectly described what druids are and why what the, how what makes them tick and how they are unspeakably evil and awful at length that any anytime druids are are depicted in any kind of faithful matter in the d and d and forgotten realms tradition, yeah, it one to one corresponds with our entire critique, yeah, we just get it, dude, we get it <laughs> we druids get it. are truly awful they are it's it, the the idea, the central idea of. There must be balance. There is, in fact, a natural state. And it just so happens that that natural state precludes the existence of these refugees. Like that. that Yes. Yeah. They got to
0: get they got to kick rocks like there's positive kick rocks and negative kick rocks. Right. Mm -hmm. But uh, all druids, all druids agree. (laughs) that tieflings have to kick rocks right like because that's straight up it right like there's the house inversion which is like we need to make sure that they're not that we're not like you know kicking them out to be thread into the the thresher the flesh thresher of goblins you know what i mean that's the good version Mm -hmm. but in the evil version is you heard about this flesh thresher out there let's throw these uh tieflings in there you know yeah but everyone agrees like
1: i get the fuck out Like they don't they're not part of the deal. Truly the difference between uh, destabilizing a country and then deporting refugees to that country or Mm -hmm. uh, making some like agreement with the IMF for for some kind of scheme with that country and then deporting people to that country. Mm -hmm. You heard it here first. This is
0: probably the first time that Halson of Baldur's Gate 3 fame has ever been uh compared to or allied with the imf that's that's the mages and murder dads promise Mm -hmm. that's the guarantee and we've brought it here for you today
1: yeah so and and the beauty of course is that you know you've got this druid you got the number two you got the cto Mm -hmm. and he's like man kaga's gone too far she's absolutely out of line she's threatening children well, can't do anything about can't it. Can't do anything about it. That's just the, the natural order is that some weird weirdo takes control when housing leaves. Yeah, that's how we do it. That's bureaucracy. God, Druids suck. Oh, it's so bad.
0: They're, they're <laughs> terrible. Just garbage. But uh, hey, here's a little question for you. Yeah. Did you wake that bear up? I the didn't wake bear? the bear up. There's a little sleepy bear on the. There's an elevator that takes you up and down, so you don't have to like do the long walk every time.
1: Do you know that? Oh yeah, there is. But you, but the mm-hmm. you know you gotta wake the bear up to.
0: Yeah, there's yeah. a sleepy bear. You gotta wake him up. Mm-hmm. I, I
1: woke him up. Is there like a extra little thing, or is it really just oh he trundles off?
0: He just gets up. You can make him mad, or you can like make him happy. I like made him happy, so he wandered off.
1: Oh dang! Well, yeah. It's good. Um. Did you meet Volo? I guess that's the one person we haven't talked to. Talked about.
0: We gotta, all right, buckle in for the next 45 or so. <laughs> Cause we gotta get down and deep on Larian Entertainment Softworks. I don't know what Larian,
1: <laughs> what the company is. <laughs> that was straight from like 1992, whatever that, <laughs> that name was. Uh,
0: we gotta talk about the way they chose to write Volo, which is like off model. Hmm. You know I got respect for the writing team at Larian. Like, we all... We're, I'm on board. We're mm-hmm. on board. They were they listen to the show religiously. Obviously. We already established a pre-established fact. They beefed it with Volo. Mm-hmm. He's not a dude... Like, I've been reading about Volo for like two-thirds of my life. I've been reading Volo's
1: guides. You know what I mean? I was in church. I had my Bible open. Inside the Bible was the Baldur's, Baldur's Gate 2 <laughs> instruction manual. Co-written by Volo and Elminster. <laughs> yeah, co-written by Volo and Elminster with with like commentary in the margins. Yeah, same, right?
0: <laughs> Except none of that stuff, but same <laughs> conceptually. Same. Yeah, that Volo's not like a big goof. Like in this game, he is written as like um you know like an aggrandizing big fibber who like makes things up and uh is like you know print the legend, not the story. And uh, he like presents things as if he knows about them, but like we know as the players, a little bit of dramatic irony because we know that he doesn't know what he's talking about. Yeah, that's the way he's presented consistently, and that's just not like the actual Forgotten Realms Volo to me. Like, actual Forgotten Realms Volo is like the guy who does know what's up, mm-hmm. and if he doesn't exactly know what's up, he might he might spice up the story a little bit, but only to kind of paper over it. And he's the guy who like Volo's the dude who knows that in that one tavern down by the docks, if you go and knock on you know the maintenance room door mm-hmm. and you knock do doo do three times, then like an elf will open it up and say password and you say Twiddlesticks and then they you know they they give you the good stuff, you know what I mean, yeah. They give you they give you Water Davian spiced wine or whatever. That's Volo.
1: He's actually the dude who does know what's up. Yeah. What they did is they took that 10 percent of the character, which yeah, is a the, small the the, mm-hmm. the um uh, embellisher, the embellisher. They took that those small things that were like the spice to an otherwise like fully fleshed out kind of nuanced might be a strong word, but, you know, a character with some texture and depth. And mm-hmm. they they were like, you know what? Limited screen time. We are just going to absolutely em- emphasize the wildest that wild ten percent and make the whole character about this is is a tall tale tall tales. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so you you meet him, and actually, here's the thing: on this playthrough, I didn't interact with Volo at all you just saw you saw him in his little hat and his little I vest I saw and him said, and I remember how him. long this conversation is <laughs> and I think I was just like I'll I I'll have a chance to get this quest later and uh dear listener unfortunately that was not not the case Oof. I was I was not that was not true um which which a little unfortunate but yeah I it, I think that when you interact with him he's trying to he's like taking some notes about the the confrontation at the gates and immediately mm-hmm. you can tell his his intention is just to completely lie just make shit up
0: it. and that's just not volo yeah in volo's guide to Waterdeep, he's not making shit up he's being like and if you go up to the the tallest tower and you ring the bell three times a fairy will appear and you can talk to the fairy. You, learn, you can learn about the fairy enclave that lives in the bell tower. He's that guy.
1: Yeah. And I think that Elminster might make fun of him about what he's interested in or like what mm-hmm. he chooses to focus on in the writing. Yes, absolutely. Because to El- from Elminster's perspective, Volo is just like, oh, he's kind of like, he's a he's a hedonist, right? Mm-hmm. He's a man of, uh, you know, a, a little bit of a gourmand a man yeah. of finer tastes i think from volo's perspective but El- elminster mm-hmm. looks down on that and elminster also is the perfect counterpoint because elminster knows all the stuff all the deep lore right so when when volo does make an embellishment elminster never lets him you know live it down mm-hmm. uh but yeah it, it is a it is a caricature of sorts and he is uh he's that guy and you will not see any footage of him in balthazar's playthrough Apologies and if it's oh actually you know what you will see a little bit in act three but it I you know I miss a lot of stuff between now
0: and then. Hmm. Well hmm. you're gonna get the whole Volo story because I like Volo. Yeah even
1: if I don't agree
0: with how Volo is being written currently, I mm-hmm. still think Volo is cool.
1: Yeah. Hey he's there. Did you t- did you else? correct him at every turn in the story? No, or I just you...
0: kind of let him do his shit. Although, like, it, it, again, this is a moment where like Larry and I think are being like ten percent too clever too. Mm. Because uh, there's a thing where you're like, why do you keep mentioning this dragon? And he's like, a story is always better with a dragon. And I was like, yeah, man, I know, but but you're the guy, you know, who I'm supposed to read your little book, and you're like, if you if you tip the barkeep <laughs> one gold piece, he'll tell you the story about. The the true story about how he killed the you know the the uh, giant elk that that's mounted up above the thing and and if you wink at the giant elk it'll wink back whoa <laughs> whoa what that's why it's called the winking elk whoa the winking elkin wow shit he's that guy mm-hmm. he's that guy but anyway so yeah there's a little bit of wink wink nudge nudge there. Other than that, it's kind of what's up in the Druid Grove, right? There, there's some, you, you know, down in Nettie's zone, there's like uh, big wolves. You can tell that the Druids have been there for a long time. There's, there's a lot of really cool level design here to be like, this is the Druids deal. Yes. You know, they've been here a long time. They're like, you know, they got a library. They got yeah. a little village.
1: You know, one thing that you can see if you like in Nettie's laboratory, now that you mentioned it, is there's like a deceased drow hmm. Down there. And, you know, when she's talking uh, to you, uh, we kind of didn't close the loop on the conversation with Nettie. But, uh, you know, she basically says, look, I can't help you. Howson might be able to. And you can read some notes on that desk with the drow. And kind of the, the the main point here is it seems like there are a lot of people, an unusually large amount of people that are bug brained. Mm hmm. And also, there are a lot of, like, weird characters com- traveling long distances, e.g., this drow, this dark elf. And, you know, m- maybe all of this is connected. And we're like, oh, maybe, maybe it is all connected. And that's kind of where we're left. we we got a lot of problems we can solve here in the Grove. We meet, meet some people. You know, we've got Nettie. She's struck out. This is kind of attempt one for Balthazar to try to get, get unbug brain. Nettie says, mm-hmm. no, we still got anti Ethel. anti Ethel's a lead, right? Yep. Um, you know, I haven't talked to Blazell, so I don't know about, <laughs> about any crush, but that's apparently a lead for Ticklebar. Mm-hmm. So, but let's take a break. I think at this point, we've, we've set up the main plot, but there's like a big old area out here of like a bunch of stuff. So I think that for our next episode, what we should do is we should... Do the big miscellaneous quest episode of, of kind of the upper world, the non you know everything that isn't underground, which is mm-hmm. going to be a whole other episode of like the side quests and the stuff we can do. We can talk about that. We can kind of get into Carlac and we can talk about what how Balthazar interacted with Carlac and like where Carlac was and maybe some paladins. We can elaborate a little bit on that and we can kind of hit the highlights here. This isn't a completionist run for either of us. Um, no, so we're not going to talk about everything, but we'll talk about the stuff that we find the most interesting. Yeah. Um. Before we move on to that and th- finish up the episode, do you have any other final thoughts on the Emerald Grove and Druids? and?
0: Mm. You can talk to that. Uh, what was the Aroden? Yeah. You can talk to him again. And he does. He tells you that thing about like Halston's there and, you know, they were on this quest, but he's like such a huge jerk. And then one of his dudes who survived, did you see him, like, fight with that kid?
1: Hmm. No, I, although one of the, I think, you know, they can die in the fight. Uh-huh. So, like, some of his... Oh, he might have died. died. Yeah, he might have died. Well, so but- he go,
0: he's, like, yelling at this tiefling kid, and, and uh, he's like, you stole my thing, you know, and the kid's like, you stole my story, he says. And the, uh, the kid's like, no, I didn't. And then I was like, hey, leave that kid alone. And then the dude walked off and it was
1: very clear that the kid had stolen his stuff. Mm-hmm.
0: Like, I'm no, pretty sure no those kids are, like,
1: mind. associated with Maul, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, for sure. That's fun. There's also a trio. This is, like, really minor and it is not ever going to pay off oh, in Balthazar's yeah. playthrough. The three tieflings? Yeah, the three the, tieflings that are kind of like, you know, they're trying to decide whether they're... Because they're adventurers. They're obviously not, mm-hmm. like... They're not civilians. They've got some adventuring experience. They're not level one. They're level yeah. two or level three.
0: One guy's a wizard.
1: Yeah. And uh, they're they're arguing about, do they stay behind and help defend the tieflings and possibly die? Or do they use their adventuring know-how to get the heck out of dodge? Balthazar did not talk to them. At did, all? At, at all. Did Ticklevar? You're going to find out yeah. why later. Yeah. I talked mm-hmm. to him. I was like, hey, you should hang out here hmm I,
0: I was like help these people be yeah. good and they said all right we will and then one guy said i am meant to be the uh what do you call it the apprentice of lorican oh yeah so he's going to go there's a big magic user in baldur's gate i learned named lorican and he's going to go be his apprentice hey guess what that name's going to show up again
1: it is going to show up again in both our playthroughs
0: In everybody's playthrough yeah i think I think it'd be hard to play this game and not run over not intersect with this quest in some way. Yeah. Um, um
1: but yeah, I think that's about it. That's about it. Interesting area, interesting setups. We're going to take a break from main plot and we're going to do a bunch of bunch of wild stuff next episode.
0: Bunch of horse shit.
1: <laughs> I'm going to I got to tell you, um mm-hmm. I'm I'm wearing it on my sleeves. Okay. I like act 1. I think each I mean, act, good. each act is very different, and I'm not going to get, I'm not going to compare it to the other acts because we're not there, we're we're far away from the other acts. But I, while I am in Act One and I'm doing Act One stuff at the scale that it is in, I think it, I think generally speaking, it's doing a good job. You know, absent what you talked about last episode of like the contrast of the cosmic stakes of being on a Nautiloid in Hell, and now mm-hmm. we're like hanging out with druids and talk about goblins, right? Yeah. But on its own terms of the goblin druid talk, I think it's working. Um, Mm -hmm. So we'll, we'll see what some side quest content brings next episode. Okay. I'll allow it. Thank you.
0: Patreon.com slash ranged touch. In order to support the show, you can, uh, at $5 a month, you can get access to things like uh, uh, Michael and my's other show, The bonus episode there of uh, Just King Things, we're reading through Stephen King in um, publication order. You can also get access to the Range Touch monthly where uh, Danny and I would just talk about whatever the hell. We just talk about some random stuff. Um, We don't advertise the show. We don't do anything to tell people about it other than um, word of mouth. So if you enjoy listening to Mages and Murder Dads, tell somebody about it. You got a you got a work friend. You got a gamer friend. You got uh, someone you don't know, but you you have their information. You got a celebrity, you know, in the old Rolodex. You know, uh, you, I'm trying to think of a slate. You got Elijah Wood, you know, famous gamer Elijah Wood. You got you got him in the Rolodex. Send it to him. Tell Elijah what to listen to the show. Do me a solid. No one learns about the show unless you tell them about him. Uh, And uh, because the algorithm ain't helping. No. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) It's over. It's Uh, over. Yeah. Well, yeah, I just here. Here's a little uh, spoiler for you. Mages and Murder Dads is not built for the algorithm.
1: It's really part of it that appeals to the algorithm. It's tough to Google.
0: It's not. It's actually not. Although they didn't uh, very famously way back in the day, they would not allow me to make a Facebook page because you couldn't have the word murder in it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we're, you know, we're, we're a step behind all all, murder slander away. That's right. Anyway. So, um, patreon.com slash range touch. If you want to support us, um, go down to the description below this episode. If you want to access it as a podcast rather than a video, um, and, uh, tell other people about it. I think that would help us out a huge amount.
1: Danny, what are we doing in the next episode? Next episode, big miscellaneous side quest episode, Wilderness. Is there weird stuff that happened in this act that was not related to the big druid goblin conflict? Yes. Are we covering (laughs) it next episode? Maybe. Hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. According
0: to the schedule, yes.
1: Yes. I, although I will just say, we just spent a full episode talking about the Grove. So we got to, you know.
0: Because that's what you put on the schedule. You said I that's did. a whole episode I on did, the Grove. I did, but I am like, just
1: doing what you told me to it, do. But it flew by for me. It really didn't feel like we were getting too, too far in the weeds. But, you know, we just got to gotta do druid talk. But there's, well, no, look, dru- there's no druids here's, in the next episode. So here's the deal. If you thought that that episode flew by...
0: And and we we you know we sprightly moved through it and it didn't feel like we were in too much in the way. Tell us in the comments. If you think it was too in-depth, also tell us in the comments. Let us know one way or the other. Like this video, subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. We will be back in two weeks with the next episode of Mages and Murder Dads. Ciao. Wise,
1: wise, wise, wise. So the Martin. Martin. Martin.